0: you're listening to Emma Nash, Screen Queens. Hello you're listening to Emma Ash, and we are the Screen Queens bringing you the finest cross-generational tips on what to scroll past and what should make you the watch next list on your streaming weapon of choice. I'm Ash the Millennial Blogger who doesn't understand the difference between Marvel and DC. And here is M, the Gen X mum of three, who refuses to accept Christmas as a genre.
1: Creeping ever closer, though, isn't it? Hello, everybody! Hello! We are, we are
0: said- in double figures for Christmas. We're down to day 95 to go.
1: We're out of the Witch- hundreds, kids. Thank God. Which... I think I am probably producer Stew are aware of this due to the knowledge of the new PlayStation 5 that is coming out for Christmas so that is now the constant source of conversation in my house, <coughs> pre-orders are being taken and that is how I became aware of how close Christmas is coming Yeah,
2: thanks to producer Stew for that one I'm looking forward to all of the nerds <laughs> starting to fight and kick off about oh no, Xbox, oh no, PlayStation I'm here being smug going, oh, I've got PCs. <laughs>
1: Because yeah. I am a child. I also don't give a shit, but for different reasons. <laughs> PCs are what true nerds use, so isn't it, Producers True, Isn't oh, yeah. that if you are absolutely, truly a gamer to your core, it is always PC? Exactly. Is that because <laughs> exactly. you, can,
0: you can cool it down better? Is that why? I'm can, learning can, computer things.
2: I can cool it down better. I can heat it up better if I wanted to. Basically, you get better control and cheaper games and better hardware.
1: And okay. you can record podcasts on it. Is, yes. Have you been enjoying the glorious weather this morning, though, as well? Or this this lunchtime? What a gorgeous September it's been. I
0: have. I been have. Stuart I'm... hasn't left the house yet. I've been in my garden, but I couldn't be asked to move the blanket and the cushion, so I did end up in the shade for two of the three hours I was outside. I've
2: not but, been out and enjoyed it per se, but I was very good when I got up about 8, 8.30 a.m. I went out and watered the plants and then came back into the house and slept some more. And I have been out since briefly to go and sit down on the on the picnic bench and, and pet the cat, but that's it. Babes.
0: I have a weather question though. I'm just planning my office days for next week because I do like one or two days in the office because we don't have space to have everyone in still. And I was going to do a Monday or a Tuesday, but then I decided against it because it's 25 degrees and sunny on Tuesday. But on Monday, um, look at my screen. I've already so- shown Stuart. There's two horizontal lines
1: yes. um,
2: I under saw a this- cloud. Is that For fall? the benefit of our listeners, too, they do, are looking at a screen. I do
1: not know what it means. I Because I also Googled the weather because I was obviously trying to evade some kind of social activity. Minimum people, obviously, just three of us like to make that very clear. Only three people trying to, look joy to get of together. Six. And I, joy of six. And I saw that um, Tuesday was the best day, but I also was baffled by the cloud with the lines underneath. Maybe Thor, God of Thunder, is preparing to come down. Maybe that's what that signifies. Well, no, because then you get I a you that get that lightning bolt. you talking about Avengers. Oh, God, well,
0: yeah. I, I had too too. to watch a fucking Avengers with you bozos yesterday <laughs> <laughs> when it was gloriously Lovely. sunny. If you go on the Emma Nash Screen Queen's Instagram, I took photo evidence because these two are like taking the piss out of me. Like how many naps will Ashley have when she gets bored of endgame? I had like a three second nap. I was still listening and then woke up even though I wasn't napping, but I'll woke up in inverted commas. And then em's not in the lounge anymore she's outside <laughs> on her back on my grass with her puppy next to her i was like well where the fuck are you why do i have to watch it if you don't have to watch it
1: <laughs> because i've seen it eight times <laughs> Ashley, and it turned out that for me on a sunny afternoon the, limit. the ninth time was was the limit it transpired but i still greatly enjoyed the um pretty much two hours i watched so i think it's you know i, I think we did a good job three hours
0: long three hours and I two would, minutes. Three hours and two minutes. I don't know what I would have done if Stu wasn't sat right next to me telling me who who the fuck everyone was. No idea. And then we had a brilliant moment of epiphany when everyone realised why Partner with the Good Shouts and I are together. Because he has two never-seen-an-Avengers
1: film, And then it all that made sense ab- to you, didn't it? It absolutely threw me. Then it made sense to me. It threw me though, I was meeting a 33... Is he the same age as He's you guys? He's 33, yeah. Oh look at all of you! Exactly thirty-three. It's so 87. sweet. Eighty-seven. Bam. What a year! Eighty-seven was. um uh-huh. Yeah, I was. I was kind of baffled that the thirty-three-year-old had never seen. But then I remembered he does date you. So you're correct. That's I was like, matchmaking heaven.
0: For
2: sure.
0: I think it's uh, the I'm only reason has... Stuart and I don't go out, isn't it, Stuart? <laughs>
2: Too much Marvel. <laughs> Too much Marvel. Yeah. I mean, it, it would never work. Actually, I'm sorry.
1: You'd <laughs> be <Imagine laughs> under my that, patio. I'd be like the spare wheel every week while you two could just romantically do it from your room. It would be great. Third wheeling. Um, right. So I haven't got much else to share this week, I don't think. we. You know, we only recorded, didn't we, on Tuesday. That was when I had water yeah. dripping through my ceiling. But today, oh God, everything yeah. is much more relaxed and plumbing is Okay the sunshine is out I've only it's got nice to be able Christmas.
0: to do a bit of homework together though these days because we started this in peak lockdown and we didn't see each other for weeks and weeks and weeks and now you're in my lounge watching shite on my progetto big screen
1: this is really true and you made delicious pizza and it's the first time I've seen stew in the flesh since we started doing these recordings I have seen you in the oh, flesh, really? but not stew. so that was it was lovely. Yes, it was the first time. Oh, I the,
2: the, the last time we saw each other in person was probably, if not very early this year, the very late last year, probably during. I yeah. It, in it, yeah, it would have been Alex. Yeah, in the Alex probably.
1: It would have been when maybe it was still warm enough oh, to stay outside right. in the Alex, and that is some time ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a while. He didn't. You didn't look too different, though, Stuart. Just even more handsome.
2: Oh, thanks.
1: That's <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Floppier, longer you're, hair. Well, and, we've all got longer hair. You should get in on
0: our Tuesday dates. Emma brings the puppy round on Tuesday and we drink a tiny bit of Prosecco so we can do some more homework on Tuesday evenings. Maybe. Gonna we, go... it's, it's difficult no? for me
2: because I'm back to work on Monday. Oh, so.
0: well, it, you've always had to work in a normal place, haven't you? Because you can't do much good from home in your yeah. job.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Ugh. <sighs> well, this one works as well. Well, I work, but you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, are you pointing at me when you say this one? That one works. I work with a, last... a company. I've got a lot of work uh, to do at the moment. It's, it's quite, it's quite stressful. Hostile
0: takeover.
1: But as we've discussed <laughs> before, my job normally involves a lot of travel to various glamorous locations, and I have realised that without that travel, my work's quite boring. Well, it always
0: sounded boring to me, Emma, because you smell chemicals and make people buy them, right?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taken that down to like absolutely zero degree interest yes Ashley. but sometimes <laughs> that can be quite interesting because you might go and show people creative things and you talk about what the smells remind you of and how they smell and Aww. you know it it, it can be you, you can go to like i say you can go to nice um nice presentations where people are doing the same thing so it's not that boring and it involves a lot of going to exciting places you know but i, would I like it in Stalford, making up prices doesn't really <sighs> rock it's not rocking my boat
0: no, it's not too the same. Too late for a as... career
1: days, though. Too late, too late for It is
0: never day. too late. Do not talk about yourself that way. We could both get well, into dance school tomorrow if we wanted. But well, I have because... a good, I've got a good smelly God. program for you because you know I watch shit a lot of the time. And the first thing we're going to talk about this week is peak Ashley shit. But if ever... Crash well, with
1: ash, as I like to call it. Trash, trash with, ash. with ash.
0: But this is the most niche thing i've ever found to watch on tv you know when millennials when they're in their 20s females and gay men all we spent our spare money on was yankee candles or like scented candles of any kind loved that shit overpriced scented candles made you feel like you were nesting and that you were a real grown-up if you have is it on sky tv now is the qbc channel does that still go I have
1: no idea but I know of the QVC channel but I don't know but if it, it still there. It was on a shocking oh, channel as you pointed it out can, I have a real but job. It's, it's worth it if you watch the Yankee
0: Candle specials on QVC and they're talking you would love this shit Emma because this is what I think you do for a living. They sit and talk for one hour about how this candle smells, what it reminds you of, what it invokes why you should spend $30 on a fucking candle and it's incredible there's a gorgeous man i don't know his name but he's got long sleek straight black hair um talks a lot about how he was lucky enough to live and work in new york and his favorite is i think like the cinnamon apple spice or some crap but it's now is the time to be buying your Christmassy scented candles and the QBC yankee candle shows are about to pop off kids if they're still in <laughs> circulation
1: <laughs> we used to sell there was a UK branch of the company that their biggest account is Yankee Candles because in fact you will this is an interesting fact in the UK um perfume industry scented candles are very big but the best ones kids and this is I'm not endorsed for anything to this is the Aldi scented candles that we Joe love Malone good tried, Aldi candle well Joe Malone tried to sue Aldi I think and they've, made, they've had to change the brand they do look exactly bit, the same su- Oh, and they're the same scents, and they're the same—you know, the same names, and, and they're line, called like number one, number
0: two, number yeah. three, and all that.
1: Yeah. And they're based on like the pomegranate noir, and their lime, basil, and mandarin, and that kind of thing. But anyway, they burn brilliantly. They smell great, particularly for a house which is entirely populated by teenage boys <laughs> and now lots of small animals. So I, I can hide, and, and they're like three ninety-five something. Even and the, the, I've got the huge smell. ones. I have the
0: huge quadruple wick. They are nine ninety-nine, friends, and I got that. I know. A Christmas before last, so it's a year and a half going. You selfishly were going to
1: try and get hold of one for me, but you have. Well, I
0: drive around and I look; they'll come back out at Christmas.
1: I'll. (laughs) Stuart's bored. Stuart's really bored of our candle chat. Stuart, (laughs) Stuart, what's what's your favourite scent of scented candle? (laughs) What? What's your Christmas scent? What do you associate with Christmas, Stuart?
0: Um... Cinnamon stick, apple strudel. I, I, I have no
2: I have no answer to this question. I have no context. I don't understand a word you're talking about. So. Do you want us to
0: talk about the PS5 again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I know more Let's about eat. it. <laughs> I,
1: I it looks a... snazzy, the PS5, I'll say that. Um, shall we move on to what we're going to talk about this week? Because we've got five okay, exciting, okay. very different things to do. Well, say, the,
0: the Trash with Ash segment is um, cheapest weddings does what it says on the tin we'll discuss more later um netflix has been well it's been inundated with calls to remove this from the streaming service i think it was originally a french film it's called cuties about a young dance troupe Um, it is
1: it's a direct real debut from a french director and it it actually had many yeah because i did a bit of reading we'll talk about later but it was originally quite critically plaudited, to be honest and i blame and i put it on the Eminash instagram feed i really blame netflix's choice of poster to Mm -hmm. advertise it i don't think that's helped netflix's situation but we'll talk about that in a minute yeah cutie's originally called mignon which is obviously french for cutie Oh, yeah, I They're thought sweet.
0: that was little piece. Little piece is, well, that means cutie. Maybe? Mean, like yeah, I
1: mean you're always oh. basically sweet or cute or, yeah, little, anyway. Oh, nice.
0: Um, my Marvel homework this week was Avengers Endgame, which is a, apparently good and important. Um, there's a very good documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, which everybody should see. And then Ten I, yeah, yeah. Uh, even more terrifying, we get to satiate my joy of serial killers. Although Dennis Nielsen was a spree killer, not a serial killer, I think. Um, but it says Des. It's on ITV in this country, but I imagine it'll be sold onto Amazon or something similar. Um, but if you have ITV, you can stream it in the UK. Des is about Dennis Nielsen, that 1980s Scottish serial killer. And then looking ahead, I think if we have time. Stuart's going to tell us what The Boys is about because I'm going to try and watch a few episodes and then we'll review it properly next week.
1: We're um, into that and I'll give a little shout out perhaps to Ted Lasso, which I have done last week as well. Again, they love Ted Lasso. I might actually
0: give that a go because I didn't realise that it had the cute guy in it from... Brett
1: Goldstein. That Brett we Goldstein. The, the husband with the good taste, bad taste with exactly Sweetie the same cutie. taste as you. Oops, it turns same out, taste in men. Bad. <laughs> has a huge man crush on him. I must find out what his feeling is about. Um, Postman, not Post Malone. Who is it that you, the like guy, that Machine you? I like Machine Gun Kelly, and I like Post Malone. <laughs> Gun Kelly. <laughs> what he
0: dumped me for? What's her name? Who's that bitch from Jennifer's Body? Megan. Megan.
1: No,
0: he, Megan Machine Fox. Gun Kelly.
1: Yeah, he's going at Megan Fox because her ex-husband these bitter <sighs> messages all over Instagram about it. He from nine hundred two one zero, but that's really by he's the way, like eight thousand years old. Anyway. <laughs> I got you onto this, what? Slash my age, Ashley. I think he's about... Is he your age? <laughs> yeah, he must be. He was in 902. Yeah, yeah, he must be. 90210 was the original Torrey he's perpetually Spelling. He's 39 in my head. Jason Priestley, Shannon Doherty. We are talking about Megan... But you're talking about Brian Austin Green. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he must be about 45 to 50 because they were completely my... That was completely my generation if you like they were completely contemporary to me he was born in, in 1973 boom my year exactly my age well I am done. much cooler though and do not leave bitter Instagram messages for my ex-model wife well Just wait saying.
0: until Munch leaves you for Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly see how you feel <laughs> but right, shall
1: we? Lasso, <laughs> then my Instagram will go off right anyway it'll pop off
0: <laughs> well we'll start with Trash with Ash because I don't I don't agree with the guilty pleasure moniker, by the way. You should just take pleasure wherever you get it. Half the world's male population watch a dozen adulterers wearing polyester, running around a field, chasing a ball most of their lives, and they get very angry and some people stab people over it. So let me watch my fucking housewives and leave me alone. But this... And I'm big into wedding shows, even though I could, I think, I'm pretty sure, not that I've ever done it, I would rather die than go through the stress of organizing a big, proper wedding.
1: That I was going to be my, fir- my
0: whole family's crap, I think. But yeah, I love dresses. I like organized fun. I like other people's weddings. Uh, Yossi, our friend from the old radio show, our dream job is to be a wedding planner. We're going to open our own company one day and do it. But I don't know. It just looks horrendous.
1: My first question was, because when you set this as kind of vague homework, I was like, is this Ashley trying to send us a secret subliminal message that she's warming up to the idea of a massive Irish wedding? But sadly, no. you're telling me no. It's, we
0: need Partner With A Good shouts to warm up to the idea that I'm not a complete buffoon and that he wants to actually marry me, which is going to probably... I will warm up to the idea of weddings before that. Wedding shows <laughs> I love, though. But it's the best and the worst of humanity. Like It's one of the most stressful things you can go through, aside from having kids someone dying getting a divorce and moving house and there's so many characters in wedding shows because on other reality shows everyone gets to really control who they are acting alongside with but in weddings whether you like your parents or not they have to kind of be involved all your shit siblings you don't really get on with everyone kind of has to involve with that random bitch auntie that you never really want to talk to she's going to be there And I love just people being forced together into these stressful situations. And there's some good couture. But in Cheapest Weddings, it flips my favourite genre on its head. And it does what it says on the tin. Australia's Cheapest Weddings. People getting married on a dime. And they kind of split each episode up. There's two or three couples per episode. And one of the couples is a really loving, lovely couple who are just doing it on the cheap for either sort of environmental reasons or community reasons or just because they don't want to spunk a load of money on something pointless reasons and there's another couple who I think would really wish they could have a huge Jordan and what's his name Peter Andre style thing but they can't afford it yeah and they're trying to recreate that magic for seven dollars and it goes horrendously wrong um and I made you watch my two favorite episodes and you squeeze them in
1: today what did you think? He did well okay so first of all I understand they only even they made one season of this which I think is a shame because I actually know, back in 2016 I watch, it's great I don't watch nearly as much trash with Ash as like as, as you do for example because you Cause know I have my name this, but I I really I, I enjoyed this and more importantly Jago had a friend around Judgy Jago came out from the pool and <laughs> ended up sitting next to me and did not move for an hour and a half he was obsessed. Just and I likes, have a lot
0: in common I think. I thought it was your yeah. your middle son that I like the best. No. A, so I
1: watched the very first episode which oscillates between three couples There's a couple who live on Norfolk Island and they would fit into your idea they're having a budget wedding because Norfolk island. island is a island that's stuck right in the middle of the Pacific and they it's do it with three the whole hours team. by
0: plane away from Australia I think.
1: Yeah. So it has very questionable weather and they but, but they managed to pull it all together but then it was also to be this couple from Brisbane who I mean, by like the, the day before couple. their wedding. Oh. The young couple who both, their best man dropped out two days the best before. best man just said, sorry, I
0: can't make it. it. Fuck off. The mum said she then, can't be asked to come.
1: Like, and then what? they're expecting 60 people in the Jindalee Bowls Club and they oh. end up with like 12 or something. It was very, Jago was very upset on their behalf. I was so sad. And then you made me watch the one which was about the Finnish pin-up model who has met, fell in love with a guy who ran a well, farm. month she I got
0: she got her. divorced, and then she went to find herself in Southeast Asia, and then yeah. found this Australian guy who lives in the bush with huge spiders,
1: yeah. and he took her home. And they have no TV and no phone. And I really like the line when they say to the when the guy gets older, <laughs> You've got their TV. And she's like, We're "We just, just fuck, fuck all, all day. The time. <laughs> 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 and then they both laughed hysterically and it was really cute because they they seemed to, and they put on the most gorgeous wedding and their neighbor helped with the cooking and they did everything for free but it was Chloe it was that one was um aside a control freak woman called Barb who was busy losing weight for her wedding but she wanted to have black tablecloths and mint green it was oh, all the black tablecloths but, yeah but she ended. but she but in that case both the weddings ended up really nicely and I like that because I had a much different wedding, obviously, but James and I you had a floral dress, budget. didn't
0: you? I loved
1: it. Well, funnily enough, as when you see one of the women at the beginning and she's standing there in a dress, and they're like, That'll be 2006. Can you put, put a picture
0: on Emma Nash, Screen Queens? Think I love your wedding dress, it's I, a big ball gown, so it looks very mother, formal, but then it's got flowers all over it as well. Cute. My
1: mother in law made it because I fell in Is love. she really
0: with, she's Australian? She really
1: she's <laughs> australian and to her credit she made both my dress and my sister-in-law's dress we got married within 10 weeks of each other in the same year so both james his big brother we got married in the same year and she made both our dresses and she was wow. very funny she was like i mean i haven't made a dress before i've covered a lot of sofas so i think she I'm be never okay. made
0: a dress and she made that ball gown it was incredible
1: well, mine at least had a pattern. Scepter insisted on a non she had to pattern cut scepters and it was really stressful for her and a beaded, a beaded corset as well. But oh my god. to cut a very long story short, it, it was very similar. I remember trying to dress on in Virgin Brides and I was like, oh my god, this and it was a big floral covered dress, and I was like, oh my god, I love it. And then the woman, I looked at the price tag and it was something like 2600 pounds and that was just for the corset. So I think the whole thing was gonna be like so I stood there and they virtually had they actually had to rip it off me because they give you a fake bouquet to hold up to and to stand on a rip it off me. Anyway, I enjoyed cheapest weddings, Ashley. I thought it was charming and um fun. And Stuart. Next time you make me watch a Marvel
0: film, I'm gonna make you watch one of my wedding series. Is this more or less fun than your scented candle chat you went through
2: earlier? I, I zone, I've been zoned out for the past ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you've been up to something. I can but see I you agree. typing,
1: <laughs> but I'll agree with you, Ashley. Even at my wedding, and we are a pretty tight knit family. My mother did not speak to me for three weeks after my wedding because we didn't have one particular. Family. Oh my god,
0: I love no, it's this. True. I tell that when- story
1: weddings are insane weddings bring out like you say it brings out the best and the worst in people and I think I'm quite sad there's only one season for me to catch up on on this because I also let's do like a bit of an Aussie I think we should do it you me and Aussie it'll be a dream Dream I said I was looking for a career change let's try it let's try and you know how how to run
0: businesses and stuff we just want to pick (laughs) people's dresses and tablescape we don't actually (laughs) want to do any of the work FYI and make them feel great about themselves on the day yeah That's what I like bitch you look awesome well so i where did i find cheapest weddings i found that on netflix it's an old australian reality tv series so it should be anywhere you'll be able to stream it wherever you'd steal or legally stream stuff it's cute i love it i can also recommend disney's dream weddings on disney plus um less fun less charming.
1: Again, husband with the bad taste, quite addicted to that. You guys are the Good. same person. <laughs> same
0: same deal. Moving on to more serious things. <laughs> so Netflix has come under severe fire. I think mainly in the US and the UK for putting cuties out. And now I've seen it all the way through. I will give you a million dollars if any of the people who are throwing this under the bus have seen it all the way through or have any understanding of filmmaking or storytelling or sexual politics. Um, it's about an 11 year old girl. Oh, I'm not sure what her, what her home life is. Senegal- I'm not, is she Senegalese? Senegalese,
1: Senegalese okay. French.
0: yeah. So they've moved this kind of metropolitan bustling French city, but she lives in a very traditional Senegalese home and she's trying to fit in with the new girls at school. And there's this little crew of 11-year-olds who have started a dance troupe because they've seen an older group of girls do the same thing. And they're also watching videos online and they are copying. And I'm not having a go at my main bitch, Cardi B, because she's on fire. They're copying sort of WAP style dance moves. Very, the kind of shit Britney was pulling at the height of her mid noughties fame. It's very sexualized Um And it's the problem I think people have with it is, like you said, that Netflix's choice of front cover image for this and the female black director, by the way, has chosen to shoot their dance scenes incredibly suggestively. They're shot from the male gaze on purpose to make you really understand what you're doing to little girls when you show them. Examples of femininity and examples, and and you repress them with masculine ideals. This is what you need to be. So it's not okay for eleven-year-olds, but it's okay for sixteen-year-olds. It's okay for eighteen-year-olds. It's okay for. Where's the line? You're still it's- teaching young women from a very young age. This is how you need to behave, and then you're you're in uproar when they start doing it. And by the way, eleven is old. Eight-year-olds are pulling this shit.
1: Well. Because the, the key point is obviously our heroine Amy is, as we said, she's in a French household, and her father, mm-hmm. who you don't see, you see her mother, Ugh. you see her grand her grandmother, and you see her um, little brother. But her father is marrying another woman because, obviously, within this he's culture, that is generally wife. it's accepted. He's taking a second wife. So you have the point of it, I suppose, is that you have this. Eleven-year-old girl in the middle who is torn between her incredible traditional, incredibly traditional upbringing, and then this sort of sense of freedom and westernized liberalization that that these girls are offering her from school. Now I. Didn't find it, you know, because the, the director has come out and said, "Look, I, like, you know, this is I'm, I'm making this film. And I know it's uncomfortable. I want us to face up to the fact that we are hypersexualizing our young people, and with you know access to mobile phones and TikTok and you know all of that, the Instagram, the Kardashians, all of this is like a, it's a line that, like you said, has gone, has come from how we expect femininity, to be, femininity, to be exemplified, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's not a great example, and so, you know th- that we're sending to our younger children, so." I get all of that. And I didn't mind it. I, I, I think she does it. I think everything that's filmed is for, a, you know, is for a point. I think it makes a point. However, as a film, I wouldn't give it like five out of five because I felt I was being bashed over the head very heavily by a large French baguette, maybe to make its point. I was like, I get it. And I do think that I know you say this happens at eight, but quite unusually, I mean, I, I've got 13 year old boys so I've hung out and I've got all my friends in town. We've got you know I know quite a lot of 11 and 12 year old girls. This would be the extreme edge of what 11 year old 12 and they were incredibly these girls are so shrill. They don't seem to have any friendship other than if they're just screaming in each other's faces screaming with excitement watching or too or many or dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. So from a film so so from a storytelling point of view I wasn't as engaged as I could be because Stressful. I but, but I yeah and I also felt that the main character who is obviously I mean I think they they auditioned something like 650 girls. They all seem
0: like not they seem like natural actresses I think this must have all been their first I think they they're did. all
1: debut. A bit yeah, like yeah, the Florida sure Project
0: which is it reminded me a lot of the Florida Project which was my favourite film that year.
1: Which I haven't seen. I did like I said you I at like the very And I just thought at the very end, I mean, it's kind of an upbeat ending, really, because at the very end, she kind of learns that she can just go out and play. She doesn't need to be one thing or the other. She doesn't need to support her mother being forced to see her husband take a second wife. She also doesn't need to, you know, try and come on to her. There's a really uncomfortable scene where she tries to come on to her adult cousin because she's pinched his phone. Yeah, she 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 can get out of it by by giving him herself seductive. And that was, so, I mean, and you know, I don't think, and none of the men in this show any signs of, of actually, you know,
0: the adults. That was unusual this, to me, actually.
1: Terrible. I was,
0: cause I didn't um, read anything else about it other than the uproar I'd seen online. And there are, it's directed in a way that makes you think something far more sinister is about to happen. So I was wondering maybe there is a terrible sexual crime that happens in this because that's what I was expecting based on what I know of men in these situations in films, and that didn't come. So it's very positive on the side of men and older people, actually. So it's, the lead is lucky to have this mother that stands up for her against the matriarch of the family, which I think is her husband's mother, which would not happen in that um, home in general at all. The adult cousin does the right thing. He doesn't go all R. Kelly on us. So I think it's we have very idealised versions of the adults in this story and I think that's meant to show us, look, you can reverse the bad that's done by the internet and the society's expectations on very little girls if you have supportive adults around little girls, which does not happen enough.
1: I think yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, because also you see one of the other one of the other girls who gets kicked out of the tube eventually, but they're all over at her house, and their mother is is you know she's spectacular. She comes in to give them all snacks for whatever yeah. what she doesn't know is that they're sort of trying to come I'm on some her guy. Well. Oh, yeah, but um, I think to be honest, to me it felt like quite a slight indie film it's coming of age it's you know like i say it's a directorial debut for this young um black french female director her name is it's um not-
0: maimouna Ducouré, and i hope i pronounce that correctly she won a sundance film festival award for directing she was nominated for the grand jury prize which is an oscar in the international film industry for her first she bought- feature film
1: yeah, she bought out a short film before this called Mamel that was in mm. enormous success. So and I think she's got a, you know, I think that there is a certain, there's certainly a joie de vivre in this, there's certainly a spirit from these guys. There's an excellent scene, which they put in the first French poster, which is a much better when they obviously I take it they've been shoplifting, but they're just rubbing. But they've over all got hill. the fancy bags. They don't understand chucking. the shoplifting. Yeah. I couldn't but and they're just chucking out this kind of underwear, and then her little brother is coming up and scooping it all up behind them, which is kind of cute. Um I just yeah like I said I think it was probably quite slight originally and I think it's one of those things that America which I find bizarre because you know America is the home of pageant queens at the age of five or six and there is nothing more sexualizing to me than seeing six year old girls with huge blonde curls and full makeup in a stars and stripes bikini. And then people worry why they're sexually assaulted
0: and murdered at the age of seven. God rest your soul John JonBenét Ramsey but yeah like you 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 do bring this upon yourself and it's it's always, again, victim shaming. They're like, oh, these girls are disgusting. What are they do? I'm like, where the fuck do you think they get it from? You.
1: I <laughs> get, I really get the feeling as well that these girls were shot in a situation that they felt comfortable in because I think their um, performances the are I so had. natural. And so, well, would you agree with me? I felt that their, their performances were natural and comfortable. And I read a little bit and the director said she discussed everything with their parents, right. with them. Every single scene was fully the discussed. The consent
0: question is one well, I had, like... Saying, so these 11-year-old girls, I, I imagine, like you said, they just think they're dancing. They think they're copying what they see on YouTube. They can't have had any understanding of the way the camera was working on them because they would have felt very uncomfortable if they did. So their, their carers must the have been sent for 11-year-olds to be shot that way. But it's for the greater good, I'm guessing, like to make the story. The
1: dance, final. Si- the final dance scene. That when was in very... The
0: Horrid.
1: That was uncomfortable. That was horrid. And that's like I say, and it's the picture from that. that you've watched 16 year olds do
0: this on YouTube and you're fine with it because they're five years older. Like it's ridiculous.
1: But that's what's so disturbing is how old they look. Like, our, And again, our heroine suddenly comes in, or you know, the main character, Amy, suddenly comes into school one day. And she she's changes her her a lot, not she? she? Her, she's, she's done this. She's she's just let her hair out. She looks like a guy. She's got makeup on and she looks sort of like yeah. lioness. It's amazing. But it's also like, my God, 11 years old. So again, I thank my lucky stars. I've got boys. I think yeah. I often do that. But I don't, I, it doesn't deserve this cut because we live in a world where, you know, democracy and freedom of speech should always reign. And I think, like I say, before it came onto Netflix and maybe America are in lockdown too, maybe they're just so bored, they had to look for something to complain about. I don't think it deserves this hatred it's getting i think yeah. you can again like i say i felt like I was being hit over the head a little bit i think and maybe she's gone a bit too far to make her point maybe we didn't need quite the choreography in that final dance scene but it's i think that what happens
0: during that dance scene with the audience though shows you the the, the side of the side you should come down on it's yeah. it's a very important message it did seem a little obvious to me um but i think it's made for people to whom it's not obvious and it worked in that instance um what was this was this netflix
1: it's netflix yeah it only landed i think about a week ago it's called cuties and it has been stripped
0: from all of my suggested lists it's i had to go looking for it considering i watch a lot of dance content and i watch a lot of indie films i think they're hiding it from being suggested to you because of all the backlash but Go and look for Cutie's Maimuna Dukure, Her feature-length debut, she wrote it as well. It's incredible. It reminds me a lot of the Florida Project with lots of young female natural actresses. It's the first thing they've done. It reminded me of that great film that we reviewed a couple of years ago where it's the dance troupe. And it's a bit um, supernatural. And they, it's a bit like the Salem Witch Trials or... Um, the crucible they all think that they're coming down with some weird do you know what i mean oh the what's the, the name the... of that and they do the brilliant they kind of have these fits the is fits. it called the fits is it called the fits i called do, something I... like the fits it was incredible they're all, at,
1: they're all at a boarding school aren't they i think they're all at, I think oh they're it's all called boarding. the fits so it's 2015 and is it Florence Pugh? Am I right in thinking? No, it's, it's
0: Anna Rose Holmer, and that's another directorial debut. So it's the, the the character, the young girl, played by Royalty Hightower is her real name. She's called Tony, another 11-year-old who joins a dance troupe um, somewhere in the US. And it's very, it's like the Crucible meets Cuties. That's a real thing. I have thing. not
1: seen that. I have not seen it. That was my favourite film
0: that year. So it's very like this. But um, look for Cuties on Netflix. Don't listen to the vitriol. They don't know what they're talking about. It's a brilliantly made film. It's incredible. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be. They're telling you what you need to look out for and how we can fix it.
1: And I think that probably if maybe we come on next to discuss the social dilemma, it you know, mm-hmm. that they, they fit in together with the amount, you know, the, the amount of the effect that social media is having on our lives after 10 mm-hmm. years of it now being kind of standard. It, uh, and that's that wor- yeah, it worries, it worries it, it's a worrying film, cute Well, shall it we is. it is worrying? Shall we move on to the social dilemma
0: next then? So that's a, a Netflix original documentary. Um
1: this you will find in all your lists, I think. Yes. it's like number three in the UK the at the moment. Biggest thing going. Also Stuart, have you um, watched it? Oh, oh, it's, no Very, know it's work, right so. up
0: your street, Stuart. You will love it. Okay. I think you will like it.
1: I think it was selected It's not for candles.
2: <laughs> it's no not candles, weddings.
1: no weddings.
2: Okay, okay. No
1: 11-year-old French girls doing booty dances. I think this is right in your wheelhouse, Stuart. You said. will like it because they really, they well
0: explain how the algorithms work and how they push all of the information, tailor picked information to you from my point of view i have worked in social media for more than 10 years and i found it not boring but it didn't engage me because i know all this already and i'm not surprised by it and i'm like yeah and and i don't think they went far enough into the psychology of how it affects your real behavior they did touch on it they mentioned about it affects how people vote what they buy what they think and the addiction to the phone but not enough they spent too much time telling me about stuff i already know but i know that because i work in the industry
1: so I would oh, say I to your you, little
0: mouth movement and your head tilt. Then Emma, it's not. Look, look, go no, back no, to saying
1: chemicals. <laughs> I'm definitely, no, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you. I was just going to, before we kind of delved into it, I was just going to give a very brief description. Oh, yes, you should. That might do. be helpful we always if you had have have to do seen that. It. Here's Emma with what it's so, about. <laughs> so it's directed by a guy called Joe Orlovsky, who I haven't, he did Chasing Carol. Jeff and Johnson, Sorry, Jeff Orlovsky. Orlovsky. I haven't seen Chasing, Orlowski. Chasing And it's a slightly weird mix, the social dilemma that is, of talking heads, mostly of people who had very high-up jobs at Facebook, at Pinterest, at Instagram, and no longer have them, because in in general, they tend to feel morally conflicted by what Mm -hmm. the company that Mm -hmm. they worked for has now moved on to become. But they um, split it with these sort of dramatic, dramatized documentary bits. So you have. Um, yeah, that was odd. Yeah, you have actors, and I'm just, it's Skylar, and I can't remember his surname, but I absolutely love that actor. He plays like, so they've got this family, and he plays a teenage boy, and he's meant to be being slightly drawn towards sort of, you know, alt right politics. Oh, yes,
0: his, I know who you mean. There's a brother so, and
1: sister. Yeah, and they end up on the yeah, other side a of, a of, a, of a protest. And yeah, and I'm not sure quite how, and, and, and the younger sister is there kind of trying to make her pictures. Skylar of her Gisondo or Skylar Gizondo.
0: What have I seen him in before? That's... He's adorable. I love him. He's one of the I... kids in um, in Vacation. Oh,
1: That's it. What you, and he's in Booksmart. Much... He's in Booksmart.
0: He's the rich brother in Booksmart, the sweet one who
1: gives people iPads and gift bags to make them come to his party on the yacht oh and is he not also is he not was he in mud with Matthew McConaughey am I right in thinking that Can oh, you, I haven't sure. I can't find him on my IMDB but, but he is anyway, adorable
0: I love him so you have
1: these weird drama documentary bits with him and then in this in what, what's meant to be the cloud you have Vincent Carthizer from X Men playing three different versions which reminded me a little bit of inside out like when they have the people in your head yes yes spider. yes There's no the, that was
0: really good I liked
1: that and I'm not I'm not sure if that entirely worked for me or not, but Ash, I don't work in social media, and you're mm-hmm. right; they are incredible. It's quite heavy
0: on and the, the algorithm but they're
1: interviewing people. It is heavy on the tech, on 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 the technical side of how you know how the social media we use work. But at the end of the day. It's very
0: interesting if you don't know about that and you don't believe it cuz it sounds like magic but listen to me clearly they are lying to you when they say that your phone is not listening to you because you can say I would like to buy an Audi A3 and you can have never typed that in your phone will send you adverts for it within the hour it's true they're listening to everything they know everything you've typed this is we we don't have a track and taste uh, a test and track or whatever it is app working yet but we knew how much people were moving during the lockdown based on their phones the government knows where you are it's it's not it's not a secret i don't understand why people are still believing these tech giants when they say oh we just only use it for this this and this bullshit
1: and scrolling you know scrolling through our instagram or our facebook has become such a innate habit I think for yeah. all of this. you've got five minutes to spare you're waiting for someone to stand up at the pub or you just end up doing it and I think as those Ryan that comes to this yes. it says if we're not paying for the product then maybe you, you are the are product, the product. basically that's what this is saying to us it, it's just saying we have to be really worried yeah. about the commoditizing of our own views our own opinions and of ourselves because you know this has and I am a big fan of social media for sure because I think it brings people together like we never have been before. The number of people that I'm still friends with, that I can continue that, because, thanks to the internet and thanks to mm-hmm. social media, there are people that you will meet that you would never, in the old days, that would be it, that you'd never see them again. And now you can do so, and it is there for a good reason. But yeah, to think about, like I say, what it's reading and, and the whole sort of growing of fake news and the politicization- oh God, And the fact that Facebook harrowing. aren't really doing it, perhaps what they could do- They're doing do nothing. To- particularly with another you know with all the talk about Russian interference with everything that goes on with our own political system and also with another um election coming up in the states I think it's a really I think it's a brave movie again you know I think it's a brave movie to have made it is it is heavy you know you, you've got to focus which surprised me I don't know what to, I didn't think I was going to have to but you have got to focus and it does yeah. it, it's technically minded but I think it's really interesting and terrifying yeah
0: Everyone does need to understand it better. The most harrowing thing I ever saw was when um, Mark Zuckerberg was pulled up in front of whatever our version of the select committee is in government. He had to go and answer some questions to Congress, I think. And the the men, uh, the white men who are in charge were making decisions and were listening to his case and taking evidence, did not know what the fuck they were talking about. And they're supposed to be making laws to protect you from this kind of thing. And you could see Mark Zuckerberg, he's a cunt for all he's worth, but the poor, the, the man, it was hilarious. His face was my face when the guy who was running that committee hearing made it so clear he didn't know what he was there to do because he's like, well, I don't understand. You don't have to pay for a Facebook account. Um, It's a free platform. So like, how is it that you're a billionaire? Like, how do you make your money? And Mark Zuckerberg was like, we, we, we run ads senator like that's why I'm here you literally have me here to talk about how I run my ads and it's oh god just reminds me that I used to work the first person no not the first person the second person that hired me into a big fancy social media job called it the twitter and that was a guy making the decisions I'm like guys you don't know how this works I think the truth is Russia did not formally interfere in the election they did Harness social media adverts to use it to their gain, and that is
1: currently legal practice. I think that's it. I think it's it's taken, you know, it's taken off so quickly, and so and and, and so it's become this. It's like trying to put the genie back in the bottle, isn't it? And it's mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if I would go. So I don't know. If Mark Zuckerberg is absolutely the worst. Well, to he's think, just too autistic he, to know what happens that, with people. That with his I would product. agree with. I don't he think he understand. realizes. What, quite what it's done but there are you know there are more evil-minded people out there who can harness the bad sides of it so yeah I think it's not exactly what I was expecting this documentary in terms of like I say the mix between talking heads and and this kind of dramatization again is maybe you know there's a there's a scene where the mother's like right we're all going to lock our phones into our you know (laughs) cereal box in the kitchen or whatever and again I felt a little bit like I was being bashed around the head Mm. but I I, I'm pleased I watched it and it has made me consider for not the first time that i should maybe take facebook off my phone yeah i don't
0: want to get i don't do yeah i do instagram for myself but i haven't done social media for myself a lot for a long time because i spend all day on it and i would rather die than do it in my spare time but i fill my spare time with other dumb shit that's pushed to me from various other platforms so i think the problem with the social dilemma is It's certificate 12, which doesn't even really matter because I think everyone under the age of 30 knows all of this already. We need to be telling people who won't be watching this documentary what's going on. And they're not necessarily big Netflix users. I think you're on the younger end of people who should be watching this, Emma, to better understand what it's doing to your kids. And I think no one's going to watch it who needs to watch it. Everyone who's watching this already knows what's going on. We need to find a way to tell other people what's
1: It's not what's even that. what it's doing to my kids, actually. I think it's also what it's doing to myself. To you, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I sure. should be. I am a mature grown up, but allegedly, but it doesn't make any difference. I think I'm still being fed. Addiction's addiction. Fed exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if I can't give up alcohol, which exactly. I never will, then maybe I should give up. Facebook. Oh,
0: babe. Oh, that's what I meant to mention, by the way. By the way, that was a social dilemma. It's on Netflix. I am so, PSA. Public service announcement: I am very much looking forward to Stoptober, and we should all do it together because we fucking need it. I went ape shit with the drinking during lockdown. Emma, don't look at me like you need it, man. Hold up, what's in I your hand? Never... I have a Queen Anne of, of um, Prosecco, Stuart. What you got?
2: Um, um, Half you know, off. I was drinking squash. I have no alcohol in the house. Were you? Well,
0: producer stew is exempt from Stoptober. Woo-hoo. Emma, we let's do it. Okay. I'm very much okay. looking. For, okay, she's like okay. shaking her head while saying, not, "Okay." I feel there's like a there's a lie in
1: person. that. Or <laughs> well, a single person who knows me that won't, that wouldn't fall over backwards. That. But okay, maybe. But I should that do means you that. need
0: to do it, and you're the same. Uh, people always laugh at me when I do my dry Januarys or my Lents or whatever, and I'm like, I can
1: do it, kids. I have more. I'd probably be happier doing Stoptober than Dry January because January is so miserable. I can't see how you can get through it without booze. And I've also mm. never forgiven husband with a bad taste at the time that he did during Dry January, but didn't actually tell me he was doing Dry January. So he just started. You. Well, yeah, and then we <laughs> just silently up up to it.
0: This is but what also with a good
1: shouts did to me. It was like five days in, and I was like, "You're not having a drink." He's like, "Oh no, I decided to do it." And I was like, well, "Why the fuck didn't you tell me?" I'm supposed doing dry to January? join in, include me. Partner
0: with a good shout did this exact same thing to me. We were both talking about doing Stoptober. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then for the past, actually, he broke it yesterday. But two days previously to that, he just didn't drink anything. He's like, oh no, I'm going to start cutting down. I'm like, well, I can do I thought We agreed. Days, We're actually. doing October. This is September. <laughs> two, days, two days. Two well, can full we days. Do maybe
1: two ju- <laughs> in do a row.
2: <laughs> can, can, so, can I
1: ease into Stoptober by just not drinking during the week?
2: So one thing that's um, one thing that's happening is is that. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. It's, it's Sober for October is the one you're thinking of. So you go Sober for October, Stoptober, they brand that's offered on smokers, apparently. Oh,
0: that's a smoking. A smoking well, thing. I can do Stoptober as well. That's oh, yeah. easy. There we go. But I, either <laughs> but
2: anyway, but anyway. I'm fun, going to do you both. The funny, the funny <laughs> thing is, is that this year, presumably because 2020 it being a bit of shit and everyone not, needing some they attraction. They are not
1: promoting it.
2: They're not promoting it. They're saying, how so will you or go? They they no, they're, they're They're saying this year... Have a sober-ish October. <laughs> well, so. I
0: think I think Emma's right as well in that if you don't feel like you can do it, don't exclude yourself. So partner with the Good Shouts did damp January. I did dry January. Like he was very honest with himself. Why lie and then feel like shit because you fuck up once or twice? And he did a really good damp January. And I think I only managed three weeks of it. So Emma, if you want to do, I'll hold you to account for I no drinking Monday to October. Thursday. That's fine. I'm going to try and do full October Monday. and then you do no Monday to Thursday, okay? Deal.
1: I'm, I'm on for that deal, Ashley. Stuart See, seems it to have a normal
0: list. relationship with alcohol so we'll let you off, Producer Stew. <laughs>
1: Thanks!
2: Well, the, the, the pub, the,
0: Angel baby! No,
2: nobody's going to the pub <laughs> at the moment anyway. If, if the pubs are open, I'll probably be there every night but they're not so... I, I...
0: I will come with you, just text me, you know <laughs> um, Speaking of Producer stew being all things wonderful, we started my Marvel homework for you and you and M came round and we had our first homework day all together yesterday and i well let me try and reel off the names of the films oh em you missed the best bit of this by the way at the end of the film but i'll tell you so before well i've seen the end of the
1: film before but I, i'm hoping my it's
0: funny bit but before end game i saw thor ragnarok and lady captain which is not captain
1: america captain, it's marvel. captain marvel that always makes you think of yeah? lady garden when you say that yeah lady garden lady captain got it okay <laughs> i saw the first iron man oh, have i seen mean. anything else? Right, it all started yeah guardians of the galaxy which you loved uh, with the raccoon
2: yeah
1: that was mm-hmm. funny yeah
2: that okay. was a fave i think
1: and then That's i fave. went
0: and you'd already game.
1: seen You'd already seen Infinity War. The dust one where ago. they turn to dust.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I've seen the one before Endgame. So I kind of knew the deal, but I'd seen it a long time ago. But luckily Stuart was next to me telling me who everyone was. Emma was on the other side of the room saying, oh, is really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Do we need to tell people what happens My in favorite. Endgame if you haven't I'm seen sh- it?
1: surely everybody
0: knows yeah it's the end they try and reverse what happens when everyone turns to dust in infinity war
1: and it's the end of the first mcu stage one or whatever so this came at the end of 10 years worth of films where they brought out something like 19 emma told eight-year-olds to fuck off because (laughs) of this film they were not eight ashley they were it was the twins' 12th birthday (laughs) (laughs) watching watching cuties look at that no i just turned around in the car and if it said if anybody gives me any spoilers so they all tried to get in my car you're so I driving had in them my to car, the cinema weren't playing, you? driving to the cinema for the twins birthday the boys had james had seven in his car i have seven in my car and there was a lot of chat about so playground i think who dies and i just turned around and said i swear to god if anyone tells me any fucking spoilers i will kill you and these kids all just sat there and went Mum takes your mum takes the Avengers really seriously. And I was my like, I do fuck. shut it. <laughs> Reminds me of the Next time they- one
0: of my brothers cycled past the queue outside WH Smith when lots of kids were queuing up for one of the Harry Potter books and went,
1: Dumbledore dies. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Hilarious. And that's what I mean. I think you all know who's gonna die going into this. But anyway, you know it is the end. I, so it's yet. Yeah, I have seen this. I think eight times, and the first time I saw it, Ashley, it was literally the most enjoyable. You three cried hours three hours minutes in. Cinema. Oh my god, I cried all the way. I cried all the way through this. But also, I just to bring this back. It came out the same week. The same in the same week. This came out, and the Battle of Winterfell, which is episode three, season eight of Game of Thrones, also came out. As you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I had like four Bleh. nights of anxiety dreams leading up to this and the Battle of Winterfell in thinking who of my favourite characters in the last 10 years were going to die. I think it's the perfect ending. I think they... They're still they, fucking they started, making them. <laughs> You start... Well, no, no, but, you know, the perfect ending to the first to the first era, if you like. It starts off, Thanos has clicked, half the world has been destroyed, and so you get the Avengers, the, some of the key Avengers. So you have Lady Captain, Captain Marvel. Lady Captain. Uh, um, Tony Stark has been saved by Captain Marvel because he is floating around with Nebula in in, 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 yeah. the, in the Lady Ecos, Captain rocks good. up just in time. He's been saved, and then I think it's Black Widow, Thor, Lady Captain, and who else? Is it Rocket Raccoon? Who else goes off to find Thanos on his hidden island? Why are you asking uh, me, Stuart? <laughs> I'm rocket, asking Stuart. So <laughs> ro- ro- rocket,
2: rocket Machine, uh, Rocket Machine, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon, War Machine, Hulk.
1: Yeah, War Machine. Thor. Oh, I called him my Patriot, Didn't I mean that? Hulk. Thor and Black Widow, is it not? And Lady Captain. I think so. So at yeah. the very, very in the first half an hour, they do manage the story. and it's a disaster because with by destroying Thanos, he's also got rid of all the Infinity Stones and they cannot bring people back. So then it turns into a fun time travel movie where you can revisit people's favorite spots of the last three Avengers films. And I think they do that really well myself and then you end up with a huge fight scene at the end and then you end up with everyone coming back through because Do- Doctor Strange has already told us that there's 14 <sighs> billion ways that this could end but only one is going to work then the ultimate sacrifice oh, I happens missed that line Then everyone cries no I think he says that maybe in Infinity War actually before oh, okay. he disappears at the end of Infinity War he says there's just one way this can go Maps. so honestly Ashley when this when everyone comes through the sling rings and of course it's a very touching moment particularly now I think cause the first ones to come through oh, are the black panther when guys
0: Chadwick so comes in, Chad, yeah he
1: just like, rocks up at the 11th hour and Wakanda it's forever It's amazing and then and they bring him back have, to life
0: but we can't bring
1: back And then you have Captain America just standing there saying oh, Avengers assemble i that bit gets me every time every time i just think it was the most perfect big budget they they managed to corral a cast of a gazillion and one people all of whom at this point have so much star wattage they give everybody mm. a moment they give uh, everybody uh, their time to shine okay I That's what with I think. The time
0: to shine i do have a positive thing to say about endgame it did, hit, it hit me enough in the feels to understand why everyone is so attached to this franchise and these characters. It really worked for me, but I, it obviously isn't good enough if it took Endgame to pull me along with their story. I don't think everyone got their own moments. Uh, while Stuart and I, we were right at the end of the film, because you know everyone gets a really nice little credit sequence. Most people get a nice credit sequence. And the game we played was, can you name the character they are? I did shit at that. But
2: <laughs> Doesn't that surprise you? Char-
0: black characters, female characters, did not get Ashley, screen.
1: What card. about the bit when all the women in that really cheesy? Because I, I always we got, this got this one mystery. bit when you have to pull us out
0: and single us out to do one special thing. That means we haven't been given enough to do throughout the whole thing. We shouldn't need a special I would not, thing. We should be in the whole. I would thing. not.
1: I Women should be with that. I you're right.
0: everywhere where decisions are being made.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it did feel pretty cheesy, but I think, Ashley, you are undermining Gamora, who is kick-ass in both Guardians of the Galaxy, Nebula, who is also really good in Guardians of the Galaxy, and and um, Infinity War and Endgame. Black Widow is soon to have her own prequel. Lady Captain had just had her own movie. Valkyrie, I think, gets lots of good screen time. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily on the side of because there was a lot of bitching mm. about how Marvel do not treat their female characters and I think that's why they shoehorned in that very cheesy scene where all the women come out and say no we're all here to help we like
0: girls great but again where you have to reel off where the women are present means that they're tokenally present there are more men named Chris in that franchise and there are black women combined true story (laughs) true fucking story
1: also (laughs) I think that when they go back in time and poor depressed Thor comes back I think Rene Russo does some brilliant work in the travel when he travels back to see his mother and Rene Russo playing Thor's mother again. oh that was actually. cute this is
0: I didn't hate this it was very cute I very much liked I, it I still think I, I really liked need Guardians to ask you one Rebecca. question
1: I really need to ask you one question Ashley mm. I really do and oh
0: do ask, ask me if, if, well. I'm not gonna know the
1: answer know. if it's a technical one did you no it's not technical Meh. did you not quite did you? I was broken the first four times I've watched this when what? Captain America comes back super old, having relived his life yeah, it's cute. with the love of his life. It was a three I mean, Stuart, second Did you bit. cry at that? Did you cry at that ever?
2: Not I don't care about who was, Captain America is. Films. I was happy for them, I'm I think sorry. it was very, very sweet at the end, but yeah, it was cute. I think that's
1: such. I think that's such a gorgeous ending, and I was never really a massive Chris Evans Captain America, but I think he—I think he's—I I forget he's which each of the Chris's
0: are; they're all different. He Chrises. ended up
1: being the heart and soul for me. I think by the end of it, I was like, "Oh, I am all about Cap, the first Avenger," mm. and I see why you've done this.
2: I mean, it was okay. I still think right. the best bit—the best bit—and I watched this to to my discredit, to, to to it's very embarrassing how much I just go onto YouTube and I find that iconic moment where finally they stop mucking around and they say, Yeah, Captain America is worthy of me and he just goes yeah. to town on Thanos. It's like oh
0: my God! I was very confused by that. You did have to explain that to me. I was like, hang on, hang on, because I thought I had a handle on who was who <laughs> and that
2: really confused me. But yeah, in the actual in the you cinema know. when I saw it for the first time, there were a lot of moments throughout all the Marvel films. Where I was like, yes, I'm into my seat and going, that's amazing. But this one, hammer goes up. Zoom out. Captain America's caught it. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Stuart lost his fucking mind, I swear to God. I have never gasped more. And me and Miles were it knows more. And he was like, when like I say, like I say the end and 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 um Falcon looks over to Captain America and is like, Do you want to tell me about it? And he's like, No, I, I don't think I will. And Miles of me, Miles was just I've never <laughs> seen a 12-year-old child in more of a mess. It was Aww. I I think it's a wonderful. Wonderful film, and I'm very pleased you've finally seen it, Ashley. And that Aww. means you can maybe put to bed the Marvel homework,
0: hopefully. Um, I don't know. but based I don't on know, so my intro, though, I have to caveat, I have to pre this question. My intro does say I don't know the difference between DC and Marvel, but Wonder Woman is DC, yes, Catwoman Correct. is DC,
1: yes, Cat well, Catwoman's Batman, yes, Batman.
0: She so I think DC has been serving women. Fierce realness for decades, and Marvel is woefully behind. I love the first two Batmans, partially, mostly because of Catwoman in the second.
1: She's not even in the first. In one. In the first, then the second. You, one, what, yeah. you really do you really think that Kim Bassinger playing Vicky Vale in? Batman I love Vicky Vale. Really- I have her glasses. Shut your damn mouth about Vicky Vale. i say um, you don't love her, but I don't think she's a remarkable depiction of think They did
0: a much it doesn't matter whether it's a feminist character. They gave huge amounts of screen time and they sold films off the back of massive female characters, DC, and they've been doing it for decades, and Marvel is shit.
1: <laughs> it
2: depends entirely okay, on what Ashley. medium you're talking okay. about. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think I think I'm going to.
1: Sorry, I'm going to. I can't really go with that. Black Mascali Johansson is a marvellous Bat widow. They've given her some awesome. No, no. She's a no low awesome.
0: rent cat woman. She's wearing the same outfit, but 30 years later.
1: Also, talking of DC, I watched Batman Begins again last night because we were talking Why? about Christopher Nolan last week. Well, because we talked uh, about Christopher Nolan last week and I thought I actually haven't. I must have watched A Dark Knight and probably The Dark Knight Rises at least three or four times. But I hadn't watched um, Batman Begins and we started rewatching it and I'd forgotten how poor Katie Holmes is. I will say that. That was terrible Katie casting. Holmes. Right there.
0: Whatever. She should have been, left her at Dawson's Creek to drown. I don't know why she was. <laughs> Sci- Sci- Scientologist.
1: <laughs> Scientologist. She was a Scientologist hostage, I think. But she anyway. was hostage
0: Um but That was no, terrible. Right. Have your kids seen the first two Batmans? They're very scary, by the way, but I love them. I love them. I love I- them.
2: You mean King... the Tim Burton ones, yeah? Tim yeah.
0: Burton's yeah. Batman's. My, Husband a well, the Bad Tape
1: slapped some seal on the other day. I think it was Kiss to a Rose, which of course is from the Batman yeah. soundtrack. I remember listening to a lot of that Prince Batman soundtrack. I'm not sure if they have, you know.
2: But yeah, that they're that great. Kiss to a Rose, that was Kiss Batman Rose Forever from the shit one. For the Batman yeah. Forever, yeah. The, um, what, the John. But it's so from
1: that. It Prince,
0: um, Prince did the Jack Nicholson batman he did Santa. the first one then you had the really dark one with danny devito as the i penguin. love them both
1: Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: i think that's why i'm scared of clowns because of the taser clowns on their little scooters right.
1: but anyway very kindly pointed out that we're already in an hour which i'm impressed about with our very relatively Think you need to let food. me
0: live stew number one and i will move on um, yeah. that was avengers endgame 12a it was all right but
1: i didn't really get it it's it's better than all right as everybody knows it's okay it.
0: um Shh, whatever. deeply into my wheelhouse now we have a serial killer um it's actually my my deep wheelhouse is documentaries when we have real law enforcement and detectives and criminal psychologists talking to real criminals but this is a brilliant dramatization about Dennis Nielsen, who this would have rocked. Emma, you must remember
1: this. You would have been a teenager, would you? Or 10? And How have you been? I was 10. He was arrested in 1983, and I believe that his killings, I mean, he was only ever um, sentenced for six killings. He said but he did 15 or 20. He, yeah, he said he did somewhere between 15 and 20. And that's the belief was. But Dennis Nielsen was a scottish civil servant working for the job center in kentish town who basically very I sadly prayed Kemp- homeless men. On, home, yeah home, homeless homeless men because it was the beginning well it was the late 70s early 80s there's a massive recession crash, going in the uk a lot yeah. Of people, yeah a lot of people were in london a lot of people were homeless and he offered them you know somewhere to come and have a drink with him he was a you know he was homosexual that's not necessarily i don't think it was necessarily a sexual things so much the book this I is i think based he was on,
0: asexual because they weren't sexually motivated but he did some weird shit and he was well, a, i think he was a gay man but um asexual he, the book
1: the book it's based on is a biography it was called killing for company that probably puts it quite well because he kill he would he would kill these guys suffocate more strangle them but then he would keep the bodies and he would quite often put the bodies out to talk to so far so psycho yeah. kind of thing. And But they don't really know how long he was doing it for, and it was only when they found human remains in the drains by his house, a neighbour complained because the drains were blocked, and they found, I believe, the first thing they found was a human knuckle, and that was when they caught him. But what is... So this is Des. Did you me, know, by
0: some, the way, that Dennis Nielsen made the call about the blocked drains? He first drew attention to it. So all serial killers want, want to be caught because they want the attention, so he called his oh, yeah. landlord and was like uni I'm gonna complain there's this horrible smell coming from the drains you have to fix this so he called attention to the fact that he knew the drains are blocked with human remains if you're listening in America or you don't know a lot about this because he's not a very famous serial killer he's very like Jeffrey Dahmer same kind of modus operandi same kind of person mm. um and he was well, that um, big for us in the UK at the time I
2: guess I
1: don't know yeah I mean I don't know yeah yeah I don't know if I'd say it's the same kind of person as Jeff, but in very similar modes of random, similar, like you say, but, you know, yeah. and and yeah, like vulnerable, picking up vul- people who aren't going to be missed. A lot of these people, they had they spent a long time trying yeah. to identify the bodies because these were people who hadn't been reported missing because they'd run away from home. They've been, you know, they were drug addicts. They were, uh, yeah, they, they 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 were they were the people that fall through the cracks in society. Yeah. And he noted that, and he made, but he is, it's a little bit like watching. So it's three parts on ITV. Which disappointing, does mean, as Stuart pointed out, you have to watch it on ITV Hub, which so many is. adverts, adverts all, which is such a shame, because I think if you could just sit down and watch this in three, it, impactful, think isn't it? It's very impactful. yeah. They're about fifty minutes each without adverts. They're an hour with adverts, and then fifty minutes. So you you can watch all three, and it's David Tennant, best known obviously to be Doctor Who, and also the amazing mm-hmm. stage, which we discussed previously on this podcast, and he is. Very, very good as Dennis he is Nielsen. Horrible in this. He is horrible in this. He gives you chills because obviously Dennis one of the things they could never understand about Dennis Nielsen, like I said, so this is based on the biography that Brian Masters wrote, Called Killing for Company. So he wants to call this biographer in because, as you said, Ashley, he's desperate to be famous. He's desperate yeah. to be known. He, he asks wants a lot this to be about, about him. Am
0: I in the papers? How many people have written yeah. about me yet? He's very concerned with this. He he
1: he refuses a lawyer, but he hires a biographer while he's awaiting trial. And then he tries to claim not guilty, even when he says he's going to claim it, he goes into the trial and he claims not guilty, which just- For attention. Everybody. It's all for attention. He is, But it's a little bit like watching an extra long episode of Mindhunter, and a lot of it's yes, just- Yes, yes, yes. ...to him and trying to work out why he did this. And I think in both truth and in this show, there didn't seem to really be an answer he didn't have that kind of there didn't seem to be a bitterness or revenge or any sense of why he was killing these guys he doesn't know
0: he's he's very detached he he is classic dead behind the eyes he does not know and not to these people are reprehensible but Dennis Nilsson, Jeffrey Dahmer. I feel like they really are affected by not being able to live outwardly and openly as gay men, and they're just so confused about why they hate themselves, and everyone hates them too. And that's that will definitely feed into their so, anger and their hatred.
1: But people didn't hate. I mean, because actually, funnily enough, when they he spoke was loved, to his, Den, Dennis Nilsson yeah. wasn't he? But not happy enough, it, it, obviously. All the guys he worked with at the job centre were like, "No, Dennis, sound guy." Done that. That was, like, um, um, you know. It, yeah, it's, it, but he clearly was, anyway, and he carried on seeing that Brian Masters, the guy who wrote his biography, carried on visiting him, I think, for a good 10 or 15 years in prison. He went on going to see him just.
0: And this because, is a openly gay. Well, actually, I don't know if he, he was living as openly. But he
1: was openly gay, but he is, yeah, he is gay. I don't know if he was openly gay. Um but, and that that actor is
0: brilliant, Jason Watkins. He's a brilliant English character actor. You'll see him in things like The Crown and W1A. He's a brilliant comic and dramatic character actor. But my favorite little um piece in this, we have Brona War from Colrain in Northern Ireland, and we also recently just saw her in the fall. She plays Jamie Dornan's blonde wife in *The Fall*, and she rocks up in this. And she's a fantastic bit part as a really pushy journalist. Um, well, Emma, you love Daniel Mays, and I—I I do
1: it. like Daniel Mays because I liked him in *Ashes for Ashes*. So he plays—he plays he ah, the he plays, the, he plays the DCI in charge of it all, and and he does a really good job. There is a vast the worst of film
0: time. ever to be made called *Fisherman's Friends*, and he plays the exact same character I've never seen in everything
1: him. he's ever done. He Hockey doesn't. Vietnamese. He's very good in Ashes Fashions. He's very good in this, and he's very believable. It's a but... little bit too much smoking, maybe. It's a lot of like kind of like eighties office. Life. Yeah, but... it's all very um life on Mars. It's nineteen seventy three, yeah. and I'm having oops. There's yeah, a bit of that.
2: Yes, do it. So yeah, I've not seen this one myself, but I have been reading some of the stories about it in the press and stuff. And one of the things that I find quite amusing by it, it's sort of a one of those sort of things that happens that makes you realise, well, actually, this is actually a success. People are really watching this and it must be good because it's making people concerned and worried and scared and scared enough to complain to Ofcom about it. So there have been several Ofcom complaints about this series, um, largely concerning the details of which that they discuss the, 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 the sort of point by point, how the murders worked, what he did to the bodies, all that stuff. But then, as you're just mentioning now, smoking. A lot of people okay. have complained in to the, oh, yeah, in the
0: about office. all the
2: smoking. Yeah, about all the smoking. So, like, never mind the grisly murders. That man's smoking a <laughs> bit much. It's, like,
0: it's well, those dumb bitches complained about
2: people saying
0: it's sad that we're killing black people for no reason. Don't listen it is to sort complaints.
1: It is not salacious at all. If it reminds me of anything, and I. I think I've said this to a couple of people. It reminded me of Appropriate Adult, which came out maybe five or six years ago with Dominic very, West as Fred that is West. Incredible, Monica. Do- This—that's probably better for me than this as a piece of drama yes, because if anything, this almost fades out. Mortimer, could, Samantha Mortimer was in that. Incredible. They actress. could have been a little bit more dramatic, I think, with this with Des than they are. It's, I think it's very centered
0: on David Tennant's face and his performance, and there's not enough else, I think, to really. Yeah.
1: Giv- Chivy it up but like, but like I say appropriate I think is brilliant and this is similar in that it's not salacious it's not um trying to sort of gather people with controversy or whatever it's just a very interesting portrait of you know of, of, of like you said Ashley a very very famous case in the UK that was a, and and you know fitting in a time where again we're, we're looking recession you know we're looking into a recession down the people have down, down the, the yeah and bad
0: shit happens when people exactly. have no choices and you got to look after the people with no choices. Uh, it's, exactly. it's horrific. And I'm I'm and I- very pleased they did it in three parts because I watch a lot of serial killer murder shit and it can drag on, especially when I know the backstories and I know how this ends. I, I often know how the serial killer stories ends. So I was glad they wrapped it up inside of three episodes because I just wanted to see the dramatization. That's all I cared about. You don't need to like it's, drip feed me
1: facts because I know all the facts. It's good, and I was going to say you pointed out Charlotte Proctor. I'd like to shout out Barry Ward, who I recently saw in Extraordinary, which is a, which was a kind of indie Irish film about a possessed girl. It it, it, it was kind of bonkers. It had um, a oh, though you would love it. It has a guy who is the main guy was an American guy like, you who say in it was in the cool? Last Man on Earth, and I. Extraordinary. And I'm going Extra to Google it right ordinary. now for you. Extraordinary.
0: while we Google it. Oh, no, there's telling me what extraordinary means. You Google that. But anyway. There you go.
1: Extra, he plays a guy, he plays a character called Martin Martin in it. And it is the weirdest film with um, Will Forte from The Last Man on Earth and also said and other American stuff. And he plays this kind of ageing oh, Irish famous singer. But it all involves, it's all about devil worship. It's a comedy. Devil okay. worship and... and um, and possession and that kind of. Thing. I'll give back. Who is a delightful mild mannered taxi driver in this, plays the second in command of Daniel Mays. And I thought the two of them, I was okay. really kind of rooting for them as a pair of cops. So okay. it's good. Well, if you
0: are in the UK, you can see DES, D E S, on ITV Player. Um, I imagine, again, like most TV stations, they'll sell their content out to other platforms, but it's DES, D E S with um what's his name David, David Off of, um that shit thing Doctor line. Who Doctor Who, Doctor
1: who. playing playing <laughs> Dennis Nielsen <laughs> playing and I Dennis think Nielsen. it's had it's had pretty it's had pretty solid reviews so I think it will end up eight sold. out of ten on IMDb so yeah. it's good and don't yeah. and it's not and serial killer stuff is not necessarily my vibe although I'm interested in real life stories mm-hmm. and it's not in and any way okay. it won't uh, it Upset you? It's delicately done and sensitively done, okay, and cleverly done, and with and he. But he gives you, he will give you chills. He's very good.
0: Well, we'll we are going to save this one for next week because I'm going to watch a couple of episodes because it looks cool. So Stuart, introduce it next week. But the homework for next week, if you'd like to catch up, is going to be the boys, which is a send up of the superhero genre. But I wanted to end the week to remind you of two brilliant films because. My sweet baby angel, I'm holding her picture up now. She's on my desk that I podcast from and work from. The Notorious RBG. The Notorious RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg finally left us yesterday. Um, there's a great film called On the Basis of Sex uh, starring Felicity Jones and Army Hammer. It's a dramatization of her life which you should have a look at, but the better one came out the same year as a documentary called RBG, um, focusing on her life. And yeah, you need to get to know this woman and what she's done for you. If you are a lady, the reason that you can get a credit card without your husband signing for it is because of her. The reason that you can take a mortgage out without a male co-signatory is because of her. The reason that you can just about still get an abortion in america or have access to the pill is because of her and while she was in law school her husband had terrible cancer she had a new baby she attended all of his classes wrote up his notes attended all of her classes looked after their baby nursed him through cancer and she was a second ever woman appointed as a supreme court justice in the united states there have only been four And Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. I think she was 87. Was she 83? Was she 87? Okay. And she left us when we needed her the most, sadly. And she is gone. So please go and have a look at RBG, the documentary is fucking ace. That was a Netflix original, I think. But On the Basis of Sex is like a nice, lighter version, dramatized version of her life. And you are going to fucking feel that loss next time they nominate someone to the Supreme Court bitches. So
1: it's okay because Trump's told us it's gonna be a woman.
0: (gasps) Probably Sarah Palin.
1: I have the
0: first good thing I have to say about Mr. Donald Trump and the last I think not I hope he Stop it. I am sitting down good things. You're all sitting down Watch I the am. video of when he leaves the illegal rally he last held on the day of her death because he packed thousands of dumb cunts into a stadium to get coronavirus. Get off my dick, Richard. Yeah, I say cunt. Um, <laughs> but he came out and a journalist just shouted at him, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. And he gives a really great response to that. Yeah, and yeah. I can't believe he did that. I am impressed by I that.
1: And I hope he's... We have... We have to remember, he is human, Ashley. I mean, I know he's Donald Trump. He is also human. So let's hope that. But I was also going to say, you, Ashley, are going to love the boys because their use of the C word is liberal (laughs) and also awesome. Get off my my cunt, Richard. (laughs) I am now secretly, (laughs) well, not even so secretly, fully in love with Carl Urban. And his use of the C bomb in the boys is always a joy. Always okay. What's well, gonna be my book. Any of them. Do so we I can't want think of to, any other homework?
0: Do we want do an oldie but goodie? Emma, you haven't we we picked one.
1: I picked one and you and both said no <laughs> to watch it. It's got like a hundred million on IMDB. Nashville, you will not regret this. I okay. you won't, Ashley. Can I Stuart steal it may do. Am I able to steal it's, it? I think it's on Amazon Prime for absolute free, you guys. Yeah. Nashville? Nashville. Nashville. It's Robert Altman. It's an absolute 1976 bicentennial year. It is a brilliant classic. Um, Honestly, I studied it for my course. Nashville Girl? No, not Nashville Girl. Just Nashville, Ashley. In 1976, Nashville comes up with Nashville Girl.
2: As long as it's not a candle documentary.
1: Look, just put Nashville in. Okay, 1975. I apologize. Um... And you'll find it has 96 on Metascore. It is a Robert Altman classic. And if you actually do not love it, I will be amazed. And I think it's available on Amazon Prime for free. I had to Mm. study as part of my course. People don't really think I actually did a course, but I I did. She did a real thing. Well, was it American (laughs) Studies? Because that's not a
0: course. It was American Studies. Yeah, uh I thought so, I thought so.
1: (laughs) And now people <laughs> like me to list the names of presidents and I don't know. So yeah, it's not it's not really much of a right. It is available. Oh, okay. It's available. It's expensive. To rent. I can I'll no, find two, it by other means. £2.49. Okay.
0: I feel like I can do that.
1: It's it's a long film and it's well worth it. And it's Keith okay. Carradine, so dishy.
0: Well. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us through all of lockdown. We only started this kind of halfway through lockdown. We didn't think it would last this long. We thought we'd be back on the radio. Toot sweet. I, this is 18 episodes. This is 18. 18. I think we should really be oh proud God of ourselves. God. I'm proud of ourselves. We'll have a 20th <laughs> birthday party, huh? Uh, 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 is
2: it, if you think about it, it's, it's, it's 19 or 20 if you count the last episode. Oh, yeah, episodes. because
0: the last episode. Yeah. so not a 19 including- Last episode. And the, the pilot, pilot that we yeah. can't ever play because our sound- oh, will never so play the pilot. Stuart didn't exist for the pilot, it was bad. And I was smashed off my tits. <laughs> like even more than now, like even Emma who <laughs> never judges me, she's like, you were slurring a little bit. I was like <laughs> But yeah, that was a bad- It was the beginning bad, of lockdown. Bad, bad thing. complicated. It was So next week, complex. the
1: boys, I keep throwing out, I'm just going to say it once again, Watch Ted Lasso, people. I'm going to watch some
0: Ted Lasso and The Boys and Nashville. There you go. And All then right. we'll find
1: other stuff to fill it out. Yeah, Thank you, well,
0: guys. thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, producers Stu and M. Remember to hit subscribe. It takes you one second. It doesn't hurt you, but it really helps us.
1: And goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye.